the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are standing by for the president's remarks to the nation with Vladimir Putin having invaded Ukraine, seven cities under missile attack, Chernobyl nuclear power plant, which, of course, birthed the worst nuclear disaster in world history, is also under attack from Russian soldiers. Ukrainian forces are fighting to defend it. Ukrainian soldiers and citizens are losing their lives. This is uh, forecasted to be. A very bloody battle. The western border of Ukraine is open. People are trying to get there, but traffic is bumper to bumper and doesn't look like it's moving to me. Uh, So we will see. What does it mean immediately here on the home front? Uh, Maria Bartiromo Fox keeping her eye on uh, those issues. That's what I was afraid of. I have the live feed for Biden up. So let me put that down, and here's what Maria Bartiromo had to say about the immediate impact of this action in Ukraine here at home. They should expect more inflation. I mean, when you've got the price of oil up to $100 a barrel, that has massive direct and indirect consequences because you're paying more just for the transportation of those products. Look at the ports that we uh, watch every day right now with the supply chain log jams. That only gets worse when you actually have the truckers that are driving those products to their destinations uh, having to spend more for gasoline. So the move in oil cannot be underestimated. It's not just a gasoline problem, a heating oil problem. It's also the problem of a higher expense for transporting all sorts of goods. So I would expect inflation to only worsen, economic growth to slow down. Now, we did get the GDP out this morning. We got the second reading for the fourth quarter GDP. It was right in line with expectations at 7% growth. I would expect that growth to come down when we start looking at the first quarter, the second quarter of 2021, given the price of oil, the price of gasoline, and the impact of this. Look, the, the economy of Russia is a small economy. The economy of Russia is about the size of Texas. So in terms of economy to economy, it's not a worry. It's the impact that this invasion has on commodities. So far, we have not seen any serious response from the administration with regard to where it hurts Russia. I'm talking about oil, gas, mining, and minerals. That's what is going to hurt Vladimir Putin. And now the Biden address has been moved back to 1.30 p.m. Now, there are 14 cities now in Ukraine that are reporting Russian bombing attacks. Uh, Clearly, the attacks are escalating. If the delay in Biden speaking is because he wants to get the latest information, there is no such thing as latest information in the midst of a war. The information on the ground is always changing. This delay, announcing 12.30, and then moving it back to 130 heightens the image that 
the American president has of an indecisive, ill-prepared leader. His health is clearly not robust. His cognitive abilities, his ability to think on his feet, clearly is not what it needs to be. Why else do you think he doesn't take questions in situations like this? Or why else do you think he takes questions only from a pre-approved list of reporters? Now, we need a leader who the American people have confidence in as a leader, even if we disagree with his policies. Like, I didn't share almost any policy with Obama. But in terms of optics... Coming out speaking, I would feel a lot better today if we had Barack Obama able to come to the podium and at least, whether he meant it or not, articulate the right kind of outrage about what's going on. I also would feel in that situation that Barack Obama would actually be the person who would be capable of making a decision after sitting around a big table with his military advisors. I'm not certain that whatever decision is being made, that whatever decision that is made to dictate our actions is actually being made by Joe Biden or is being made by other people, nameless, faceless, who get him to articulate the position, but themselves are not responsible or culpable for the decision. I don't have any degree of certainty that what Joe Biden says is the product of his own assessment of the situation, analysis of the situation, and conclusion about those facts. I have no degree of certainty about that. And that is something that really scares me because I think it's easy to make stupid decisions when you're not accountable for them. And if Biden is making the decisions, what am I supposed to do with the oft-stated view of Barack Obama, who said, whatever Joe does, never underestimate his ability to, I'll clean it up, screw it up. And Robert Gates, who served as Secretary of Defense, the Lloyd Austin position, currently held by Lloyd Austin, under both Obama and George W. Bush, who said Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy decision of the last 40 years. Why would he start getting it right now? Don't say dumb luck, because I think dumb luck would kick in long before four decades went by. So we are in a very, very precipitous situation here that this administration should have seen coming on the horizon a long, long time ago. But it really brought this situation about by giving its most progressive wing of the party what that wing wanted in terms of prioritizing the climate. First day in office, with a stroke of the pen, the Keystone XL pipeline goes away. The cost of oil on the world market starts to escalate as the U.S. transitions from an energy exporter producing all the energy we need and some that other countries will purchase to an energy importer with not enough energy here to keep gas prices from soaring out of control, to keep inflation 
from soaring to a 40-year high. Economic issues weaken a country. We have a weak leader. We have a weak economy. Don't believe anything they tell you about, oh, it's so robust. We have not come close to recapturing the economic vitality that we had at the time COVID struck us in March of 2020 when oil was $18 a barrel on the world market, $18 a barrel. Now, how are we going to fix this? We're not going to produce more domestic energy. He will not turn his back on his green energy goofballs. His strategy so far has been to beg OPEC to produce more oil. Does that seem like a good idea? Do you think Saudi Arabia, Iran have our best interests at heart? We've talked today about what's going on in Ukraine. We've talked about what Chairman Xi might be doing in China. I haven't gotten to Iran yet. Iran might be more than happy to produce more oil. If what? If we give them more leeway in the pursuit of nuclear weapons. We already know that Joe Biden, because everything Donald Trump did, Joe Biden wants to undo. We already know that Joe Biden wants to reinstitute the Iran nuclear deal. He already wants to give Iran billions and billions and billions of dollars so they can fund terrorism around the world and try to eradicate Israel off the map. If he is not on top of this situation, or whoever has their hand up his back, using him as a ventriloquist dummy, is not on top of this situation, we could see violence outbreak in Eastern Europe, in Taiwan, and in the Middle East. All at the same time. I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm trying to do what I always do, which is prepare you with my best analysis of what I see happening out there. If we had a strong leader, I wouldn't be considering the possibility of that dire circumstance. But because we have a weak leader, and because we have ideal ideologists in power, people who prioritize their own view of how the world should be, clean energy, trust other people. It has weakened us, and it has put us in a very perilous situation. There's no other way to look at it. It will be interesting to see if Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kenosha, Wisconsin shooter who was exonerated, for killing three people in self-defense at those riots. It'll be interesting to see if he's successful in suing celebrities and news organizations that defamed him, some of whom continue to defame him as a murderer. One of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse says he will sue, and this will be really fun to watch, is Cleveland's own, well, Akron's own, LeBron James. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse said on a podcast that he'll be getting a letter too. Anybody who defamed me or lied about me, we're just going to send them a letter and let them and then deal with them in a courtroom. Uh, James, of course, uh, disparaged Kyle Rittenhouse after Rittenhouse broke down in court, mocking Rittenhouse's tears as made up. I don't know if that rises to the level of getting any money out of LeBron James, but for those people like Whoopi Goldberg, CNN, MSNBC, on and on and on, who have continued to call Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer, it'll be an interesting 
weighing here of whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse, because of the nature of the crimes he was accused of, becomes a public figure and thus is held to a higher burden of proof in court than if he's just a regular, ordinary citizen. My guess is he will be recognized as a public figure, yet he will not be recognized as a public figure if, for instance, somebody wanted to say bad things about Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks, or a politician who's in the news all the time, like Rand Paul. Their standard would be much higher. Kyle Rittenhouse is still a private citizen, even though he's in the news for a news event. So that'll be very interesting to watch. As will the trucker convoy, one of which is approaching Washington, D.C. from the west, having started in California, one of which is approaching Washington, D.C. from the east in Pennsylvania. Could this be the beginnings of a rekindling or a repurposing of the Tea Party movement? I mean, it's unquestionable that truckers are blue-collar workers. And I could see where there could be a certain amount of appeal. Remember, we had the New Jersey guy who was a truck driver who got elected to the New Jersey State House. Spent like 100 bucks on his campaign. People just liked the fact that he was a trucker and the fact that he was not a Democrat and voted him in. So this will be interesting to watch and see how Washington deals with the trucker convoys approaching before the March 1st State of the Union. Of course, everything takes on a different tone today because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Joe Biden was supposed to talk at 1230. He's always late, so at least now they admitted he's going to be late. And they say 130 is when Biden will come out. But clearly Joe Biden did not see this danger coming in Ukraine. Or if he saw it coming, he chose to ignore it to the point where he would have had to do something that could have stopped it, which would have been increase our own domestic oil production to take the money away from Vladimir Putin that he's financing this war with, with the price of oil soaring from $54 a barrel on the day he took office to now almost $100. Let's flash back, shall we? I began the show today by talking about Donald Trump and what Donald Trump told Germany in July of 2018 at a NATO summit. He's sitting at a table with a bunch of world leaders. They're right across the table from him. This is the genius of Trump. Mike Pompeo is sitting to his left bunch of foreign politicos sitting across from him. And Trump is Trump. Ripping Germany for cutting a deal with Russia for a big portion of its energy, which began the wheels turning that led to the events of today. Listen what it was like when we had a real leader who could see things coming before they actually happened and appear in the morning headlines. I think uh, it's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia, and I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, Ultimately, Germany will have almost 70% of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, we've been complaining about this 
from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they were getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO, and I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. On top of that, Germany is just paying a little bit over 1 percent, whereas the United States, in actual numbers, is paying 4.2 percent of a much larger GDP. So I think that's inappropriate also. You know, we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting everybody. And yet, we're paying a lot of money to protect. Now, this has been going on for decades. This has been brought up by other presidents, but other presidents never did anything about it because I don't think they understood it or they just didn't want to get involved. But I have to bring it up because I think it's very unfair to our country. It's very unfair to our taxpayers. And I think that these countries have to step it up, not over a 10-year period. They have to step it up immediately. Germany is a rich country. They talk about they're going to increase it a tiny bit by 2030. Well, they could increase it immediately tomorrow and have no problem. I don't That's what he's talking about is the share that NATO nations pay of their gross domestic product to fund NATO security operations, to buy the weapons, to send to countries when an action like this in Ukraine takes place, assuming it takes place in a country that is a NATO nation. Germany, Trump is saying, you don't pay, oh, to coin a phrase, your fair share. You don't pay the percent of your GDP that you're supposed to pay. You expect us, as the United States of America, to come to your rescue, and then you get in bed with Vladimir Putin and enrich him and embolden him. And Trump is sitting right across the table from him. This is not at a podium making a speech to a room where, you know, there's really no pressure on you because you're sitting in the back of the room and you wish he would stop talking. These people are sitting right across the table from him. And Pompeo is sitting right there at the table. And Pompeo, you can't tell what he's thinking. But these other people are, like, looking down. And then one guy looks up. When Trump pauses, like, are you going to let me speak now? And Trump says, no. I'm going to, like, keep going and say for the fifth time in my little rant here that this is not fair. It's not fair. And who did he say it's not fair to? It's not fair to the United States. It's not fair to the American taxpayer, is what he said. So I get it. Orange man bad and mean tweets and brusque manner and all that. But the president of the United States is tasked first and foremost with protecting the citizenry. And protecting the citizenry does not just mean our physical health. It means our economic viability. It means our jobs. It means our kids in schools. We don't have a president who cares anything about that now. Not at all. He's either unable or inept or uncaring on all three fronts. I don't spend a lot of time like wishing Trump was back in office because it's never going to happen. I don't think he can get reelected in 2024. Although, I will say, Every day Joe Biden's on the job. It's the best campaign commercial Donald Trump could ever run. But this is what we're missing. This exactly is what we are missing. Someone who sees the consequences consequences of actions, not just domestically, but internationally. What that will mean to us down the road. 
What was the reaction to this from Trump? He was roundly panned for being mean to Germany. For daring to pressure them to buy American gas instead of Russian gas. The difference is Russia comes and takes your country over. We don't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.